Welcome to season two of Hollywood Sports Mom. I've been out of pocket for a bit, but all for good reason. And I am so excited to be back and to be sharing some more stories this fall, uh, including a three-part series that I am calling Three Podcasts My Dad Shouldn't Listen To. Yes, so there's going to be some deep kind of maybe scary, crazy topics (laughs) that my dad shouldn't listen to. Um, But other dads might want to listen to on behalf of their daughters or kids. Um, But we're going to start off season two uh, on the best note ever. And it's the big news for me and my husband that we welcomed our last baby boy, our last embryo we had after all those years of fertility. Um, We welcomed our little baby boy in April uh, with the help of a beautiful, beautiful surrogate. And, you know, so many times surrogacy is shrouded in the secrecy. It's like taboo. Why? I don't get it. I mean, it's a beautiful story. And, you know, lucky for me, I've worked with three different surrogates, um, all of whom agree that, you know, surrogacy, a woman carrying another woman's baby for her because she couldn't just carry that baby um, is, in fact, one of the most powerfully uh, beautiful journeys of the sisterhood that could ever be. And so I I hope you enjoy our premiere of season two. It is my conversation with Marina, who is my selfless woman warrior surrogate who helped make mine and my husband and my son Wellington's dream come true by bringing us little baby Vanderbilt. So enjoy. Okay, so I know um, everyone wants to know how this comes about. Um, And basically... You and I both happened to sign up with the same surrogacy agency. It's International Surrogacy Center in Marietta, California. And I worked with um, International Surrogacy Center for probably four to five years. And, you know, I we had two babies, obviously. I worked with three different surrogates. And you signed up as a surrogacy candidate. And I signed up as what they call an intended parent, which means, you know, I have our embryo, but my cavity or my uterus can't can't hold it. it. And And I'm hoping hoping to find somebody somebody who can can do do that that for me. me. And And that that is how how we we met. met. And it's It's almost kind of like dating um, where you fill out, right? You filled out, filled out a very in-depth profile as did we, right? Yes. 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 Very in-depth. We went over our hobbies. We went over our health charts. We went over family stuff. I mean, anything and everything so that I felt like I knew you before I even met you. Um, and I think you felt the same about us. And so I, I, I want to just start because the question I get asked the most from anybody, family members, friends, is, you know, what what made you say, hey, I, I'm interested in surrogacy. I would like to be a surrogate. Um. It kind of started a few years ago, probably after I had my first son, uh, almost 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. or a little over 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, After I had him, I was a young mom, and I knew that for me, it was really easily to, you know, conceive and carry a baby to term with no complications. Um, And I always thought, like, Uh, there are moms out there that can't, you know, have this, can't either get pregnant or carry to term or there is complications along the way. Um, But again, I was young. So I kind of had that in the back of my mind, but Mm kind of dismissed it for a while. And then I had my daughter um, about seven years ago. 
And, um, and I came across this girl, uh, our sons were on the same baseball team and she was actually a surrogate at that time. Got it. And so it was like, wow, this, this is a thing. Like, I'm not like, I don't want to just do this just because I'm thinking of it. Like it really is a thing. How Mm -hmm. you say it's kind of a taboo subject. Um, so I picked her brain and I asked her a million and one questions and, um, she did share the agency that she went through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I reached out to them a few years later after I did my own research and, and I went back to ISC because mm-hmm. they're awesome from beginning right. to end. Right. Um, and yeah. And then, you know, they asked me the same thing. What made you want to become a surrogate? And at that point in time, I've had three children, um, no complications and, and me personally, I just loved being pregnant. And so I sat down and I talked to my husband and I said, look, we have three kids. I don't know if we'll have any more of our own, but what can we do um, to help to help a family? You know, there's many different family uh, families that want a child, whether married or single, um, and they just can't. And I said, what if we could help give a life and bring a miracle into the world? Mm-hmm. And so he was more hesitant being a guy because he didn't yeah. really know much yep. about it. Yep. I had to show him all this research yep. that I had yep. done on my own. And so we went for it. And it's been an amazing journey, you know, mm-hmm. thus far. But I, yeah. again, just me personally enjoy being pregnant. I'm just like, if I can have three healthy pregnancies and help somebody and an awesome family at that, how we matched and everything, um, it was I was all in. And And thank you so much. Amazing. Yeah. And thank you for thinking of that. And I'm sitting here as listening to you talk and I'm, I don't mean to jump ahead, but even after um, you gave us our miracle, um, you were so intent on, you know, uh, using your breast milk for other moms. And I just randomly thought of that. So it's like, and I know that was, that's not easy. And that was a lot of work for you um, to do. And yeah, and you did it because it felt like the right thing to do. So I, I can't, I can't thank you enough. I know, you know, we are a family forever, which we'll, we'll get into, but um, I'm so glad. And when we talk about ISC, that's International Surrogacy Center in California, and they, they help match us. And I got to say, I mean, because you know, we had our first son via surrogate and um, we worked with another surrogate earlier who are all all three of you are just beautifully amazing souls and 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 hearts. And um, and that crew at ISC, I mean, Maria and Francesca and Ariana and Samantha, I, I mean, I've been through four years with them and not our pregnancy, but the one before had some dire complications, you know, and you would think the ball would have been dropped. Something would have upset me. It never did. Like they are A-listers and I, I can't, I can't, I'll be in touch with them forever too. Cause when you go on a journey like this, um, you know, they're holding your hand, they're advising you on, on every little detail. So um, that said, we were matched. Like we were interested in each other's profiles and then they put us on an introductory Zoom call. And I remember this day because, you know, we had our son at home and we had to kind of hide from him. <laughs> so my husband, George, and I, and you, your husband's name is George, too. So I know sometimes you're going to say my George, and I'll say my George just to decipher. But um, me and my George, I'm like, listen, we got to get in the walk-in closet and hide from our son and get on this really important Zoom call. And then I'm like, George, don't say any silly, stupid jokes. Like, just be normal and cool. We don't want this couple to be like, who are these freaks? But anyway, okay, what was your impression? 
on that introductory Zoom um, call? Honestly, right from the start, you know, as you mentioned, it's kind of going on a blind date, yeah. but we kind of knew each other without knowing each other. But from reading each other's profiles, mm-hmm. we felt that just this connection. And then as soon as we seen you guys, mm-hmm. your guys' energy and your vibe were just crazy. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, but in a good way, in a yeah. good way. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I want to acknowledge that. I was just like, okay, like they're you know, they're awesome people. And right off the bat, you know, I think, like you said, going back again, like a blind date. So we were really nervous. Like we've never done this. We've never been on a zoom before. Like, how do we ask? Like, what questions do we ask? But um, I believe Francesca was with us. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And she kind of guided us through. Mm -hmm. Um, So break the ice, you know, wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, it was, it was so it was easy. Really and that's, that was like the telltale sign. Our conversation flowed so easy. Everything was easy. Francesca at the agency hardly had to talk. And that's always a good sign too, because yeah. we were just yeah. going back and forth and you kind of knew it was a match. And, and basically for everyone out there, what happens is after that phone call, Francesca reaches out, you know, reached out to Marina and then reached out to us and said, what do you think? And, you know, we said, let's do it, you know, and then we're thankful that you guys said the same thing. Um, so we were officially then matched and, you know, I think that they gave us like 72 hours, I think. And they were like, take your time, no rush. And I think within like the next hour we messaged her. Oh yeah. I think we did too. That's funny. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure we did the same. Um, and so we were matched and then it begins this other journey which is so important. Um, and I kind of tell people about this and they're like, oh my gosh, but I'm like, this has to be important. The journey of the the legal part and um, the blood work and my health and your health and George, both George's health. I mean, everything is sort of dissected as it should be to make sure, you know, everyone's safe. You know, we're safe, our little embryo's safe and you're safe. Um, and that was a, that's a pretty big, process um, that takes a couple months. And, you know, the the contract I know, you know, um, is like 80 pages or something. It's like, it's funny, because I'd be like, George, I'm going to the coffee shop, I gotta I gotta read the contract. He's like, what have you done all day? I'm like, what have I done all day? It's it's 80 pages. It's very lengthy, very lengthy, as it should be, because this is, you know, it's a it's a big deal. And it needs to be taken seriously under any circumstance of anything that could, could happen good or bad. And and um, so, you know, sometimes I hear of people who are like, oh, my friend's gonna, you know, carry my baby for me. And I'm like, okay, like I met someone at a coffee shop once who said that. And I was like, okay, we're well, gonna do a contract. No. And I was like, oh, like, even if it's a yeah. friend or family member, it's so important to lay out certain health things and, and, you know, just anything, anything can happen in a, in a pregnancy. But, um, so the bottom line is, you know, none of this, if you go through an agency is, is carelessly thrown together. It's really well thought out. And, um, and I got to give a shout out to Vorzimmer Mosserman, who are my fertility attorneys out in LA County. They're in Woodland Hills. And I found them through a friend and, you know, I never even looked at them as attorneys. They, I, I went to them when I realized I was having my sixth miscarriage, which actually put my life in danger. And a friend gave me an attorney's number there. I called, I was crying and because my life was in danger, you know, I had something go wrong with a miscarriage and this attorney just was all heart. And she's like, and I said, the reason why I was crying, I said, well, besides my life being in danger, I said, 
Every surrogacy agency I call, they say it's like a nine month to a year wait. And I cried to this attorney there and I said, time is the biggest thing for my husband. I, we keep seeing time go by and it's killing us, you know, like that's the hardest part. And she was like, hold up when she heard our past. She was, I am finding you the agency who can take you on right now. And then she got us to International Surrogacy um, Center and it, it our attorneys were all heart the whole time and they looked out for us. And then, you know, it's funny because lo and behold, then fast forward when this is all done, I realized they're Kim Kardashian's attorneys or Elon Musk's attorneys. I'm like, well, I was in the right place, but none of that matters of who their clients were. What matters is how they treated me through a four year process. And I will tell you too, on a side note, I would go to benefits for, you know, childhood finding a cure for a childhood disease. And there would be the Vors Mr. Vorzimer and Mr. Mosterman would stand up and, you know, give donations. And I'm like, these are wonderful people. So, you know, when we talk about the surrogacy, you know, journey being kind of taboo, and it's like, there's such beauty in it. And I want to just rehash our fun journey, <laughs> which started a little over a year ago. We didn't tell any of our friends and family, which I know you were like, oh my gosh, they're really not telling anybody. <laughs> Um, yeah, yes. yeah. And so it started, um, in late July of 2022, um, which is when we did our embryo being transferred into you and fingers crossed that it would stick. Um, and all I remember from that day, well, I remember a lot, but I remember being a hot summer day in Santa Monica. So I want you to just hit me with what you remember because you were the one there in the hospital gown and, um, going through the procedure. Um, yes, that day, it was a nice day. So that was good. And the whole day, I was just like, okay, everything's gonna go perfect. You know, you always want things to go perfect. But there are chances that something can go wrong. And the whole time I was just like, please just let everything go perfect. It's a nice day. I'm with all of my family. My family was coming to meet you. We had breakfast. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, and then you and I went to to the fertility center. And it just, it kind of happened just so fast. It was a good day, but it just happened so fast. Mm -hmm. um, you know, once we got to the room, the transfer, it was just like, you're done already. I know, um, I know. But it was just awesome seeing the process and how you were able to be right there with me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and then I, after that, I did go to the beach with my family. Mm -hmm. um, and then the whole time we were just like, the next what eight days nine days we're just like on our toes like did it stick we were just hoping that it stuck and um you know i i remember the day that i think i i messaged you mm -hmm. um it was my kids started school that day so i was just like okay today's the day i'm gonna go do blood work they're gonna mm -hmm. let me know today if you know it's stuck and um and i was like it's my kids first day of school you know they're gonna have a good day everybody has good attitude right. positive vibes Yes, I remember going to do blood work, dropping my kids off at school. And then about like two hours later, they called and, you know, they told us that the the levels were great. And it was just, you know, something that you couldn't explain yeah. of excitement for you, you know, mm -hmm. for you and George is like, OK, this is really happening now. Yeah. Now the yeah. positive test is going now. Yeah. Game on. So, Game on. There's a baby yeah. in there <laughs> growing. Yes. Um yeah, no, that that was awesome. And I remember when when we found out, too, and then those first couple of um, doctor's appointments, which I think 
oh, it was my other son's birthday right then, the end of August. So we, um, you know, did them via Zoom. And um, yeah, you would Zoom me into the appointments. And I think I came out in September. Was it for, I think it was for the for heartbeat or it was sometime around there. Um, and I came out in September and went with you and your, your sweet little one, uh, Natalia, <laughs> to the appointment. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I mean, George and I, you know, we tried to make it out as, as much as we could. Um, but yeah, God bless zoom. Cause that certainly was a big part uh, of everything, but what else sticks out to you for months one through one through seven? Like how did the kids, your kids adjust? How did your, your George adjust? Um, I think in the beginning, my kids were a little confused of what was going on, mm-hmm. um, but I did have to get down on their level and explain to them that, you know, this is not mommy's baby or your brother's sister, you know, mommy's helping somebody um, and just kind of explain to them the, the backstory of why I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um and they were they were excited uh, mm-hmm. more so Natalia she was at every appointment with me she didn't you know she's three she didn't really understand yeah. what was going on but she was sure excited yeah um, yes, but was. at that time thank goodness for zoom as you said because it felt like you were still there very present mm-hmm. and anytime you know I got news I was just like okay I need to text Carol and tell her yeah. you know tell Carol and Dorsa news send them pictures or anything like that I was just you know, excited to share each and every single step with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and George, my husband, he, every step of the way from the very beginning has been like, do you need anything? Do you want me to do this for you or that for you? And I'm like, Oh, okay, this is nice. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> you know, because you do have your pregnancy hormones and so on and so yeah. forth, but from the very beginning, he has been there for me. So well, that was a very big help to have that support from him as well. Yeah. And I just remember I kept thinking, I mean, you are doing this and, and giving us this gift. And there's so much sacrifice involved in that. But it's not just you. It's your it's your husband um, who has to sacrifice a lot. And also your kids at times, I'm sure. I'm sure there were times, you know, mom was tired because she's carrying yeah. a baby or, you know, and you couldn't do certain things. And that's why it was important for us to get to know your family and the kids. And um, yes. because it really is a family journey for both, you know, our family and and yours. Um, so Baby Pappas was due on tax day, which was in, <laughs> easy to remember, April 15th. However, in mid-March, you started to have some significant early contractions. Um, so like a month and a half early. And, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, they're Braxton Hicks. And I'm like, listen, I know, I know all about Braxton Hicks. However, there's a reason why we're just a little bit more on top of the early contractions. And I want you to tell why. Well, <laughs> um, my littlest one, um, you know, I've had three pregnancies at this point. So going into this fourth pregnancy, I'm like, okay, I know my body. Yeah. This is not really Braxton Hicks. I, these are more intense, but I was so on top of it as well, because my youngest daughter, um, I was 38 weeks and four days. And I did have a doctor's appointment earlier that day. And they're like, oh, we won't see you by next week. Probably you'll probably have the baby by then. Mm -hmm. But sure enough, that night, um, I ended up delivering her and I delivered her at home. Not intentionally, (laughs) but, you know, we just we didn't make it to the hospital. Everything just happened so fast. So uh, my husband was a doctor for the night. He helped deliver 
our baby along with my mom. Speechless. And it was just, I'm speechless. And I know. experience. <laughs> and, and the fact that, yeah, the doctors were like, saw you that day. And we're like, oh, okay, we'll see you in a week. And then mm-hmm. the, the Talia came quick because you even, correct me if I'm wrong, but like you call, obviously called 911, but even the ambulance didn't make it in time. Like it was all you, mm-hmm. George, and your mom. Yes, yes. Yeah. It, and I remember calling my mom and I was telling her, like, my stomach really hurts. Like, I think we should go. And she goes, well, you know what they tell you. Wait an hour. If yeah. the stomach still hurts, then then I'll take you. And I just remember, you know, putting a timer out and trying to time how long these contractions were. And they were coming like every like two minutes and they lasted about 35, 45 seconds. And oh I was like, OK, I was at 22 minutes in and I was like, I can't like we have to go. And then. And then surprise. <laughs> yes. Here we are on yeah. the bathroom floor. And I got to say, because uh, you posted part of this in a beautiful, beautiful video, and it was nothing like like explicit. It was just, I'll never forget it. I'm watching and I'm like, oh my gosh, you look like a supermodel. Like you're, you look so good and you're birthing naturally on the bathroom floor and you're laughing. And I'm like, who is this Wonder Woman? <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, it was. It was uh, the emotions of everything. It was just, uh, you know, and because it happened so quickly before paramedics or anybody even got there, it was more of an intimate moment that like, did we really just do this like by yourself? We had a laugh about it because we're just like, this is crazy that this just happened. Right. And, you know, thank God, no complications or anything. Um, But it was just surreal and beautiful and it's just amazing. And so, I mean, obviously, when you were carrying baby Pappas and you start to have early contractions, we're all like, whoa, (laughs) because we know how quickly Natalia came. So then I was left with this choice. I remember it was hard. It was like a mom choice where, you know, I have my three year old who's really attached to me and really attached to mommy, but I couldn't pull him out of school for that long. And then I couldn't, you know my husband, George had stuff to do. Like we couldn't go to California where you were for that long, like for two months, you know, we had planned to go for about a month. Um, but I said, I have to go. Like I, I cannot miss the birth of my baby. (laughs) I just can't. Mm -hmm. And it was tough, but I'm glad I came. And we spent so many weeks with, you know, haircut. We think this is the day, March 26th. We're like, we, it was happening. And yeah, I know, you know, more than anybody. We walked those halls. We ate spicy Mexican food. We did everything we could. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah, we thought baby Pappas was coming uh, any day. And then baby Pappas would play a joke on us and say, just kidding. I started to dilate. Now I'm not. Yes, um, it, was it was, it was, it was a fun time looking back at it, but I, I got to get to the week of the baby Pappas's birth because it is a comedy that you just can't make the shit up. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to talk about, and I mean, as life would have it, of course, this is the week the baby was coming in retrospect. When you and I talk about everything that kind of went wrong that week, we should have been like, it's it's happening. You know, it couldn't have happened two weeks ago or a week ago when we were just hanging out in the hospital, waiting and walking the halls. Um, so, OK, first, um, the week started with my tooth chipping, which not a big deal. There wasn't a nerve involved, but I'm like, oh, gosh, like, I hope it doesn't totally break off because that wouldn't be a good look. So my tooth chips then randomly I don't know what the chances are. My husband, George's tooth 
falls in half in his mouth. Like, and my husband has Greek teeth. They have the best teeth. I mean, it's just white. There's never cavities. There's never a problem. But his back tooth literally split in half. And I'm like, oh, crud. I'm like, listen, dude, you can't get that fixed. He's like, but I think a nerve might be exposed. I'm like, nope, you got to wait till after this baby comes because I can't have you like in some sort of surgery. So we have me and me and my husband with um, chipped teeth, which is kind of funny. And then your husband. Yes. So my husband commutes every day, mm-hmm. but just so happens the week of he was relocated to, I think it was Lake Arrowhead, mm-hmm. uh, which was about the same distance, but chances of traffic was way more and it was an emergency job. So he had to go out there and he was just like, we're going to be working long hours you know, 12 plus hours because we have to get this job done. And I'm like, what if I go into labor? You know, he was working Saturdays, Sundays, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And so like every day he comes home, I'm like, okay, you're home. You're home for the night. If something happens, you're here. But yeah, that was definitely like in the middle of all of it. Oh, And I I have to just, yeah, interject and say, and part of it is, you know, he was there, you know, with his first, you know, the the project he was on and available. Mm -hmm. Then he kind of gets sent away. But it's not just that he got sent away when you could go into labor any minute. It's that you have three other children, too. So there's that, you know, hustle of and I know your parents are very involved. You have a lot of family nearby, but still everyone works. Everyone has their stuff. So it's like the timing couldn't. Okay, the timing couldn't be funnier. Okay, and then, of course, your son, Ethan. Yes. So that day before we had our doctor's appointment, um he had went to school and he was outside playing by himself but he tried to stop a soccer ball and rolled his ankle and he had came in and he's like mom my ankle really hurts and I'm like well what what did you do like well we can just ice it and and see and he was like okay and then the morning came and he was like, my ankle still hurts. And I was like, okay, let me see. And it was a little swollen. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, you know, you can go with me to my doctor's appointment. And right after I'll take you to urgent care. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, he fractured his ankle. So then I had to put a boot on him. And, you know, my husband's gone. Now he has a fractured foot and I have a toddler. And And we had a doctor's appointment that morning. Yeah. So I'm pushing Ethan in a wheelchair. And we're like, Ethan, you can't go to urgent care until we're done with our appointment. We got to go check on baby Pappas who's coming any minute. (laughs) And you're like, you know, nine months pregnant carrying Natalia. And we go upstairs, we do the baby Pappas appointment Then we all go downstairs with the wheelchair. And we're waiting Mm -hmm. to get Ethan checked. So then you find out Ethan, you know, foot is fractured, which could not be like crazier timing. And then what happened when you got home that afternoon? Well, when we were there at the doctor still, um, I got a call and it said my kid's school. And I was like, oh, they're just calling to, you know, check on his absence. Why is he absent? Right. Um, and then they're like, are you the parents of Nevaeh? And I'm like, uh, yes. Is everything okay? They're like, well, we have her in the nurse's office. She's not really feeling good. She, you know, she threw up. And I'm like, what? Like, okay, well, I'm here at the doctor's. Like, I'll get there as soon as I can. So, okay. As yeah. soon as we were done, I had to go pick her up and drop Ethan off and pick her up. And I can't. Yes. All while having a baby coming any minute. Okay. So we yes. have two chipped teeth. We have a husband that's sent out of town for work. We have a fractured foot and we have a stomach bug. Okay. And then what was also happening with me, which I didn't tell you when we were at that Friday appointment, was I was in dire pain. 
dire bad pain in my stomach. I wasn't telling anyone I did not want to worry you, but it was bad. And um, I remember being in the parking lot before going to see you and Ethan <laughs> for our appointments. And mm -hmm. I popped like three Tylenol, four Tylenol. I was like, I got to get through the next two hours. I didn't want to worry you, but it was crippling stomach pains and back pains. I thought my appendix could be like erupting. So I made it through the appointments with you, and then I got home. You seemed to be settled, even though Nevea was sick and Ethan had a fractured foot and everything else. And I told my George, I said, I got to go to the hospital. I got to figure out what this is. So I go to the ER. Turns out I had a massive diverticulitis episode. I won't bore everyone, but it's a colon-related thing. And it, it is um, on a scale of 1 to 10 in pain. It's like an 8 or a 9. It's bad. And so I'm there in this random ER in Orange County, uh, California. And I tell the doctor, I'm like, listen, like I'm about to have a baby any minute. And he's looking at me like, what are you talking about? Like, you're, and I'm like, oh, let me explain. My surrogate Marina is right over the mountain. It could happen any minute. And he's like, oh my gosh, like we need to get you better. So he starts, you know, saying, you got to stay overnight. I'm like, I can't stay overnight. Like I got to get home to my, my other, you know, baby. And so He's like, okay, we're going to pump you with an IV with antibiotics. And he goes, are you okay with narcotics? Well, you know, I'm blonde. I don't know. I think, okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm really good. Like I, I can take Benadryl and it's really tough to affect me. Well, I had never taken narcotics via IV, no less. So I am completely wasted out of my mind Friday night. Okay. I am slurring my words in this hospital room. And then I insist on going home. So I'm like, and they're like, you can't drive, you know, my rental car's in the parking lot, the hospital. So they're, they're like, I'll like, I'll call an Uber. I got to get home. This poor Uber guy pulls up. And I mean, he sees my condition. I'm in a wheelchair being pushed, you know, and I, I'm, he's probably thinking it's a Friday night. I'm like a wasted you know, chick or something. And then I see him masking up in case I'm like have COVID or something. I'm like this poor guy's like, why do I have to take this, this woman? So yeah, he drives me up the road back to our rental house. We're staying in the whole time. I have my head out the window. So I don't vomit from the narcotics. I'm like the dog that has their head out the window. I mean, I don't even remember getting into the house. I just remember that my husband, George found me at 3 AM completely passed out on the downstairs couch. And then the next morning, so that was all Friday for us, right? Marina? <laughs> Okay. Yes. The next morning, my mother-in-law, God bless her, she comes to town and her and my husband, they say, listen, Carol, you've been through a lot last night. Your body went through a lot. You need to rest all day. We're going to take little Wellington out and entertain him all day. Your job is to just rest because any day now the baby's going to come. I'm like, you're right. Thank you. So I start dreaming of my bed and I look and I see you calling and I'm like, oh, f <laughs> And I pick up and I hear my water broke. <laughs> Go ahead. Take yes. it. What do you remember? Yes, I remember. Um, I think I text you first and then yeah, I, I like, didn't get it because I was talking with my mother-in-law. <laughs> yes. I was like, she's not texting back fast enough. I'm just going to call her. And I remember I calling you and you're like, are you OK? And I'm like, I don't want to freak you out. But I think my water broke because my other three pregnancies, that, that never happened. So oh, I wow. was unsure myself. And I was like, so I'm I, I'm going to go to the hospital, you know, make sure everything's okay. I'm not having this baby at home. Uh, yeah. So we went to the hospital. And, and yeah. And then meanwhile, I'm like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like all of a sudden, it didn't matter if I still had narcotics in me. I was now sober. I'm like. The adrenaline, I'm like, I got to hightail it over the mountain in my rental car because I know if anyone could birth quickly, it's probably going to be you. So I'm like, I got to get there. Forget it. Like, 
forget about my stomach. And I am hightailing it over the mountain. Um, and yeah, it's Murphy's Law. We should have known when all this stuff just went wrong within like two or three days that this would be this would be the week. But we all made it to the hospital. Me, my yes, husband, George, you and your husband, obviously, and your lovely mother, <laughs> who we love. Yes. We broke the rules. We all stayed in the room, and uh, <laughs> including your mom. Yeah. They're telling your mom she has to leave, and she's like, yeah, uh-huh, and then she's still there. You're like, that's my mom, and I'm like, that's why we love her. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I, and I want to just talk about how, I mean, you obviously talked about your birth with Natalia at home and your your. Uh, first two children, Ethan and Nevaeh, you also birthed naturally by choice. And you had told us early on, listen, I want to birth naturally. And George and I, my George and I were both like, whoa, like she <laughs> she really is Wonder Woman. Um, and once you and I kind of talked about it and, and um, you know, knew that that would be the plan unless, you know, the baby got stuck or the baby twisted or whatever, you know, but um, that was our plan. And, and I got to say, I mean... You are a warrior woman. I, I, I think it's so beautiful. And if you don't mind, I want to read what you wrote on Instagram after you had baby Pappas. Um, you yes. said, I not only did this to help bring life into this world for an amazing family, but to also show my daughters and even my son when he has a family of his own one day, that as women, we are strong, we are brave, we're beautiful, and we can do anything we put our minds to. Having all my babies naturally, including this pregnancy, just brings a whole new strength to the mind, the body, and the soul. I thank my husband so much for acknowledging that as well. And I, I got to say, um, it was absolutely like out of this world, beautiful. Yes. It was, uh, you know, many people, they ask me, um, you know, how did it go during delivery and and things like that? And and I'm like, it, it couldn't have gone any better, honestly. It just, the way it happened and having you and your George there present and having my support system, my husband and my mom, of course, making her way to be there. Um, <laughs> of course. You know, having you all there yeah. to make this happen and this miracle happen, it, it was just an experience that I personally will never forget. Never and, forget. You know, it's just. Yeah, it was really, really. I don't, I don't, it was like, I don't even know if the world is, the word is otherworldly. Like it was just like surreal. It was surreal. And, you know, I remember we were all there and I remember my husband was in awe of your husband because your husband, obviously he, he delivered Natalia at home, but he also was, you know, present for, you know, a few of the other births. And like, it, it just, your husband was such a great support to you. Like he knew everything to do. Uh, mm -hmm. while you were just barreling through, you know, no pain meds or anything. And I just remember my George standing back like this guy, she's a goddess, but he's a god. Like we both, we both had crushes on your husband. After we're like, this guy was just completely <laughs> badass, which you were the most badass, by the way, of course. But he just took charge and was your biggest champion. And that alone was beautiful to see. And I had a moment with your mom. Uh, it just, you know, you think back to the births of your children. And there's always a couple moments. And this was one that really um, stuck out to me, but it was just you, you were at the end of pushing and our baby was about to be there. And she just looked at me and she put her arm around me and we're, we're like right next to you. And she said, my baby's giving you your baby. And I was just like, I'm done. Like I just, <laughs> I started sobbing and then it dawned on me. I'm like, yeah, I can't. 
like for her, you know what I mean? Like this, you're her baby. It doesn't matter how old you are. And then you're doing this wonderful, amazing gift and giving me my baby. And the whole thing, it was just like an emotion. Cause the whole time I was on adrenaline, like I wasn't crying. It was this, that one broke me. Your mom broke me. Cause it was just, um, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And then baby Pappas emerged, baby Vanderbilt, baby boy. And you guess the weight. <laughs> Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You nailed it. Yes. Like we all had a guessing game going, but I guess you kind of had a little bit of a, I don't want to say I'm competitive and you had a little bit of an edge because you were carrying the baby. Like maybe you could tell, but still you nailed it. So uh, my hat's off to you. But then, um, you know, it's interesting because the baby Pappas came on Easter weekend, which in a sense worked in our favor because there were rooms available because people didn't schedule C-sections on a holiday weekend. So they said, great, you know, Carol can have a room with her baby and Marina would be in the next room. And we, you know, that was our first night. And what were your feelings? You tell me when you got back to that room besides exhaustion. Well, I do have to say uh, there's one picture that your George captured that you shared with me later on that night. And it's like my favorite picture because it just explains surrogacy in in one picture. You know, you're holding you know, your baby. And in the background, I'm just like looking over at you guys. Like we did this all of us together and you're holding your baby. And it was just a a surreal moment. And, you know, I just remember going um, to my room, you know, we were just talking about like everything. And so there was a couple moments of, of, you know, just excitement, joy, um, you know, what, what happens now? Because you've been, you've been on this journey, you know, Mm -hmm. for, for nine months and always like updating the the intended parents and, Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of like, well, I'm still going to text them all the time, but it's going to be a different kind of text now, you know? And, and I remember, even though I didn't have the baby in my room, they were still checking on me every two to three hours. How are you doing? Checking on my fluids and, you know, every making sure I was okay on my end. Um, but yeah, it was, it's, it's so many emotions. I remember, um, that night and, um, you know, you had told me that this hospital, which was your hospital, whenever a baby's born on the floor, they play over all the speakers. So everyone can hear, they play a lullaby, a baby lullaby. Mm -hmm. And I just have never been so emotional because I was up all night with baby van and, um, you know, 2 a.m., you know, I would kind of doze for a little bit if he was dozing and then I would hear the lullaby in the halls and I would start crying. I'm like, another baby just came. I mean, it was such a beautiful touch by this um, hospital. It was really sweet. And so the next morning um, you were being discharged first and you invited me to a breakfast date, which was really sweet. Yes. Yeah. One of the things that I do did love about the hospital is that, you know, you have your celebratory breakfast or dinner, whichever time you delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point it was Easter Sunday now. Yeah. And, um, you know, and we had our breakfast together and it was just like a great ending of our journey, um, you know, to have this breakfast together. And, you know, it was, it was just you and I and the baby and, Mm -hmm. and it was, it was honestly perfect. You know, I just, I remember just walking over there. I think I walked, um, Mm -hmm. and then they brought the the breakfast over and it was, it was good. It was good. (laughs) It was really, it was really nice. But to your point about, you know, we talked every day and, and there's that not an ending, but sort of, I remember I got back to 
our rental home out there in California. And it was probably like day three of us being home. And I know I texted mm-hmm. you and I was like, I miss you so much. Like, it's crazy how, you know, you're on this journey and it's so adrenaline filled and there's so much great going on and some nerves going on. But you're like, you're a team, basically. You know, we were a team. And then I got back and it's like, OK, now I have a newborn. I'm up every two or three hours. I'm in that mom zone. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I miss her. And I remember texting you going, I genuinely like love and miss you. And, you know, because it was it was over a year when you add it all together of us just going through to make the dream happen. And um, yeah, I, I remember I remember I remember feeling that way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Likewise. It was just like it was a, a different feeling. Um of how do you feel now, now that the baby's here and you're just like, well, I, you know, we still did talk, but it was about different things now. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I, I did miss that too. Yeah. And when you said that and I was like, I feel the same way. Yeah. It's like a little void because it was just a constant in our lives, lives for so long. Mm-hmm. And I know you, you were discharged first on Easter Sunday and the kids came and your mom came and they got to see baby Vanderbilt. And uh, mm-hmm. we got to say our kind of goodbyes, even though we know we'd be talking as much as we could, um, which was really nice and Easter Sunday. And and then I wasn't being discharged till like four o'clock. And just a little funny story because, you know, there's always comedy involved. Um, so you left. We said our goodbyes. And it's I find out you know, I'm not leaving till four. I was up all night with a newborn, by the way. And remember, I had been in the hospital the night before. So I'm like in a really weird space. And I'm like, OK, I need my coffee which I knew wasn't coming till four when when my husband got there. And then I'm like, and I kind of need to eat because I think when we had our breakfast, I didn't eat a lot. Like I just, I don't know. I was like in that weird, I haven't slept all night. I feel a little weird. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm starving and it's like 12 noon. I'm like, okay, I need to get food. So the nurse comes in and I said, listen, you know, can I get a meal? I'll pay for it, whatever. And she's like, no, because technically you're not the patient. It was Marina was the patient. You're not listed on the hospital like invoicing. I'm like, listen, I don't care. I'll pay whatever. I'll give you my credit card. She goes, we can't do it that way. I go, so I, I've been up all night. Like I am starving. I need to eat. And mm-hmm. so she's like, well, we usually do DoorDash. I said, great. Can I, I'll just do DoorDash. And she, and I go, and then I, what, I just go down the lobby to grab it. She's like, well, I can't watch your baby. Like that's against the hospital rules. And I'm like, well, I'm here alone. So what am I supposed to do? So anyway, so I finally convinced her. She says, okay, fine. I'm going to bend the rules. I'm going to watch a baby for five minutes. You need to dash down in the hospital gown, everything, and go find your DoorDash guy. So I order like mm-hmm. this Mexican meal. I'm all fired up. <laughs> dreaming about it. I go running. She comes in. She's like, go, go. So I go running down the hall in my gown, bracelet, the whole thing. I go running to the hospital lobby, which is bustling. And I see my DoorDash guy, but he's outside. He's like on his phone on a bench and I'm trying to get his attention. He won't pay attention to me. So I'm like, damn it, I got to go out and get him. So I start going out. Well, then all these security guards come and like practically jump on me. And I'm like, what's happening? And they're like, where, why are you leaving? So they thought I was like crazy and trying to escape the hospital that I was a patient. So I was just like, you can't make it up. And I'm like, no. And then I have to awkwardly explain, no, no, no. My surrogate just birthed. I'm not on the hospital ledger, but I'm here with the baby and I'm starving. And that's my DoorDash guy. And they died laughing. And I just remember this female security guard. She's like, yeah, this is why we're paid to sit at the hospital door is to look for people like you in the gown and the bracelet trying to escape everybody. 
And um, it was so funny. And I'm like, listen, you guys are great at your job because you pounced on me. <laughs> like, there was no way I was getting out of that hospital. But again, there's a there's always a story and there's always comedy to uh yes to end it. Yes. But yeah, and as we know, baby Vanderbilt is doing great, and he is for, uh over four months, and he's yeah, he's got a mohawk mullet. He's a lady slayer. The ladies love the hair, um, and yeah, and I just um can't wait to see you guys again. And we will be heading out there, obviously, to, to Southern California. Um, but I think, you know, I'm so happy you came on to talk because I think people will sense the overall vibe. You know, so much of this is not talked about. And it's like, we're just mm -hmm. two women who, I mean, what you did for me is one of the most beautiful things like anyone in the sisterhood could ever do for another woman. And I know you know this, but I'm eternally grateful to you and your family for the sacrifices you made and the sacrifices they made and and for bringing our our little last embryo baby uh to us and completing our family it's priceless like there's there's nothing i can't i can't express in words how we feel so i just wanted to say thank you for being on and thank you for for being you yes this whole journey has been as i mentioned uh, an awesome experience from beginning to end and and my George and I are forever grateful for you and George and um, that we got matched with you. It was like the perfect match. Yeah. And so, you know, to go through this journey with you guys is beyond words that could be expressed. And we're forever thankful for you guys as well. Oh, well, thank you. And give my best to those adorable kids who I loved and who I hung out with so much. I went to soccer games, right? Football, soccer. It's all a blur. Football. Football. Yeah. I know. Yes. <laughs> it's all a blur. But um, yeah, we went to games. We went to restaurants. I got to know the extended family for the time I was out there, which was really cool, too. So thank you so much. And for anyone out there who finds themselves going this path and maybe it wasn't expected like it wasn't for me, just know that there's beautiful stories here and beautiful connections and beautiful, beautiful people involved that that can bring miracles about so thank you so much marina i know we will talk soon yes probably like course. in a day um <laughs> but give everyone a big hug and i just want to say thank you to everybody for tuning in and um please share our story with anybody who finds himself on this journey or is just interested in in how it works um because yeah i'm glad to to have as my partner in uh, crime and other beautiful things somebody who is willing to share so i love you marina thank you yes love you too okay. thank you we'll talk soon thanks everybody